podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Let's get ready to rumble! Y'all ready for this? Hello and welcome to Face Off. This is the post-match for Liverpool 1, Everton 0. And that is not telling any part of this story. But to join me in, hopefully, which may turn into 60 minutes of laughing, is Jason Belk. How are you doing, Jason? I'm doing great, sir. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. And joining us is, unfortunately not an Everton fan, maybe a closet one, <laughs> is Ali Thompson. How are you doing, Ali? I'm good. I'm definitely a Jordan Pickford fan. Yeah, same. Yeah, same, same. He, he's a great comedy character and he loves an assist, shall we say. He um, does, he does. <laughs> but before we, get into the, before we get into the usual stuff, go through the lineups and stuff, I mean, we have to start with that goal, don't we? Uh, Ali, I'll start with you. I mean, I, that's got to be the funniest goal you've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, and and obviously to cap it off after these talks on on Allison's blunder earlier on the season, you know, oh, you yeah. just at times like that as a goalkeeper, you need to be quiet. Yeah, just <laughs> but the, the the video that I posted to you guys today, um, like that's the fun, that's the best view I'd seen of it, and he actually keeps it in play. How good is that? <laughs> it's brilliant. It's, it just it's, it's brilliant. unreal. Uh, but Jason, I mean, just just how funny is that goal? So as a man who has T-Rex arms as well, <laughs> I feel his pain. Uh, but no, it was it was completely, um, especially considering his uh, his comments earlier in the season. Uh, it couldn't have had happened to a better club or a guy. Ah, oh, it's just brilliant. It's just brilliant. Um, but we'll we'll move on to the. Uh, to the actual format of the show, and Ali, I'll, I'll start with you. I mean, were you expecting us to revert back to the two-man midfield of Fabinho and Ginny, which seems to be the the normal midfield, especially that Henderson's out? Yeah, I mean, as you say, with Henderson being out, it was kind of forced upon. Um, seems like he doesn't trust Fabinho in that role on his own yet, and he seems to be playing him further forward when Ginny's there. Yeah. So yes. I don't know, it's still kind of frustrating, the lineups, but I mean, we'll see come Wednesday, obviously, which we'll go on to a bit later, but I think the team was more or less what we all expected. Uh, the defence went back to normal, and obviously the midfield's what we wanted, so uh, we just need to get Keita and more involved nowadays. Yeah, yeah, I think that that's the one bl- uh, blind spot at the minute, is how, how good actually Keita is at the minute. I know we've seen glimpses and stuff, but Jason... Uh, were, were you happy with our team? You know, I think it it was what I expected. Um, so in that in that sense, yes, I was I was pretty happy with it. Uh, I'm glad Milner didn't start. Uh, I, I think kind of like, like I think Dave has kind of uh, Dave Hendricks has kind of talked about this a couple of times. We're kind of past what he can do for us for the most part. Um, uh, we've kind of progressed a little bit beyond what what he's capable of at this time in his career so I'm really glad he didn't start but um 
I really wanted to see Kata, and I think everybody does. Um, I know a, Dar- a Darby probably be a little bit tough for him to come in and make a start after being out for so long, but uh, I just I just hope that he's as dynamic as we heard about him being in, in the Bundesliga, and I'd really like to see that moving forward soon, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I imagine he'll get a mention when we come on to the – there's a small Burnley preview I've put in just to fill a bit of time, but yeah, I mean – yeah. It, it, the midfield's obviously the the biggest point of debate, and um, mm-hmm. obviously uh, I'll stick with you on this one, Jason. Obviously, we don't have the okay. Everton fan, but um, it, have you seen anything of Everton this season? Any anyone you were worried about before we before the game? Well, I've watched uh, bits and pieces of games, not a, not a full game, but just twenty minutes here and there, um, and they've looked pretty decent. Uh, Sigurdsson always has scared me from set pieces in particular. He's just able. Uh, he's just so good at those. Um, uh, Gomez uh, frightened me a little bit, and just um, Rick Carlson had mm. a little bit of Bobby in him. He's, he's that kind of same hard worker, never give up type of guy, and uh, I, I think he's a talent that that they're hopefully not going to be able to keep a hold of for very long. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I was one of the people actually wanting us to sign Rick Allison, so I kind of agree with that. Hopefully he moves I away from too. Everton. I did too. Yeah, I, I hope he moves away from Everton sooner rather than later. But, um, Ali, I mean, anything that would worry you from the uh, Everton team? Not not worry as such. I mean, I still think we're we're better than them in, in all areas. But, I mean, they've definitely improved. I mean, what they played like yesterday is what they've played like quite a lot this season um, in games that I've actually managed to see them in or even extended highlights. They play some nice stuff, which you expect from a Marco Silva team. Um, but they, they definitely played and put more effort in yesterday than I, than I expected against us, just down to recent games. Um, I mean, the, a lot made of the, the game we played last season against them where, where they were really quite pathetic. Mm. Um, so, I mean, the, you, you mentioned the main player. The biggest surprise for me in the lineup was Lukman not getting in because every time he comes on, he plays really well. And it's Walcott that goes off for him. Every time, yet yeah, they keep resorting back to Walcott starting, thinking it's back to 2005 or something. Um, but I mean, Lukman's got a, a really good talent, and the players that, that Jason mentioned there, um, you know, Richarlison, who we, we kind of mocked in a way for the, the price tag, but he would have been a perfect backup for Bobby for us. Um, Bernard looks, you know, a nice, tidy player. Um, Andre Gomez, I thought, was one of the best players in the park yesterday. Um, and, and as you say, Sigurdsson. It's just that, you, you know, you would never want him in your team, but he's always that threat against you. Uh-huh. Um, set pieces and, you know, you can you can hit it from distance. He's just that player at a small club that can make something out of nothing. Um, a bit like Shelby does it at Newcastle. Mm. Um, you know, just, they're just that they're special talent, but they're not quite good enough for the, for the top clubs. Um, but they're more than dangerous at that, at that you know, mid-table. Table club, and you'll always get a productive season out of them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, we'll, we'll move on to the actual game, and I'll stick with you, Ali. Um, obviously, in the first few minutes, we see uh, one of their new signings, Yerry Mina, who uh, is famed for his set piece prowess, obviously scoring heads and stuff because he's about eight foot tall. And he, he puts a header just wide um, in, the, in the first few minutes, if I remember correctly. And I mean, were, were you kind of not worried, but maybe saw where they could get at us in that instance. Because obviously, 
um, they do have strength in set pieces, a lot of height in that team. It's it's a tough one because we've improved so much just for having one you know proper centre defender in there, and then obviously Gomez has transformed as well this season. But I mean that is such a glaring chance to open up the game with, um, and I'm sure did they not have another half chance not long after it as well. Mm, um, yeah. So you could see what they were planning on doing, you know, long balls down the line or in set pieces. But I always just, I just, the, the most important thing for me, I thought they'd done really well, was the way they blocked Van Dyke at the set pieces. You know, they didn't let Van Dyke. And I was like, well, if they can manage that and they can get some good balls in, which fortunately they didn't get too many in the end, um, it would have been concerning because, I mean, we all must admit, even though he was, I think he was offside. Um, but yeah. he should be he should be scoring that header. I mean, how many has Van Dyke had like that? Um, too many, us, you know. <laughs> yeah, like the, one of the biggest reasons I wanted to sign him, not just for his defensive, but I, I kept preaching how good he was in the in the attacking areas, and he just he can't buy a goal just now since that since that FA Cup game. Yeah, you using up all your goals in in Everton's kind of worth it, I suppose. Yeah, especially on your day. But uh, uh, Jason, um, that early chance mm. did that kind of just put maybe a slight bit of doubt in your mind because obviously we're, we're well, our record speaks for itself in the in these games. Well, I, I don't know that I really doubted whether we would get a result at that point because I mean, to be honest, we're, we're just better than them right now, uh, mm. and I think that long may that continue. Um, the the things that scare me about games like against Everton's whenever the announcers start talking about it, it's been 17 uh, uh, tries at Anfield that they haven't won and, and things like that. So um, I kind of figured we would score more than one today. I kind of thought they would get one today. So that early chance wasn't um, didn't didn't freak me out too bad. Yeah, yeah, I think it was just kind of, it was one of them things where you think, oh, they were going to have chances anyway. It was just yeah, good they missed exactly. it. But, uh, but speaking of chances, Jason, I'll stick with you. Um, I can't remember who passed it to him. I was going to go watch the highlights before, but I got distracted. <laughs> uh, honesty. Um, but we see Mane put one over the bar. I think mean, just uh, what what did you make of the chance and what did you think of Mane throughout the day? He had a bit of a mixed day, I think that's fair to say. So yeah, I, you know, I, I I like I like Sadio. I'm glad I'm glad he signed his new contract. But um, it's my son, my 14 year old son, always talks about uh, Mane and the fact that he's just this phenomenal athlete. He is a phenomenal athlete, and he's just kind of an okay soccer player or football player. Uh, sometimes his touch is not great. His finishing, it, it's amazing to me some of the shots that he can make like that left footer uh, screamer from about 20, 23, 24 yards, not that long ago. And then put him five feet from the goal and he mm. can't, he can't hit the broad side of the barn. It, it's kind of, it's crazy. And I know a lot goes into it, but um, sometimes I feel like it really just lets him down. Yeah. He's certainly a, a weird player. As you said, I mean, yeah. at times you think he's probably our best player. And then you look at him and it's like, you probably shouldn't be at the club. He's just a very yeah. weird player. But um, Ali, um, what what did what did you make of that chance? Does it just kind of summarise Mane up quite well? It does. I mean, as soon as he missed that, I expected him to score from thirty yards. You know, like right. where where Thunderbolt kind of like Jason's son sums Mane up very well. He's a, he's an incredible athlete, um, but he, he he seems to lack a not a football brain as such. But he, he has no composure. Finesse. Um, yeah, he's no like when you look at Bobby, who's maybe got a bit too much sometimes. 
um, very lackadaisical when he's on the ball. You know, like Manny's the the opposite. He he seems to snatch at everything quite a lot. Um, but just when he's on it, and I thought he was very good yesterday. His general play, uh, the best mm-hmm. we've seen him in in many weeks. Um, because he's been quite a frustrating figure. And it's just fortunate for him. He's avoided getting a lot of criticism because there's been so many others who have been who have been really bad. Um, but yesterday, I thought it was really you know everything we done well. I thought he was he was integral to most of it. Um, made some very good runs. Um, I mean the, the the flick over to to Salah um, a bit later on was 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 just nice. Good good vision to spot the run. Um, but just, I think that chance just sums up, as I said, sums up Manny down at You know, it's quite an easy chance, I'd say, for a forward, um, and and he misses it. And I had, as I said, expected him to score. Was like left foot from like thirty yards, just trying to tackle a player or something. You know, just he's that type of player. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so uh, Ali, I'll stick with you. We'll, I'm just trying to get through the first half because the second half was, oh, was, <laughs> the last ten minutes was the funnest part. So I'm just trying to get back. I'm trying to get back to that. But uh, we see probably well, it is the big. It's the biggest chance of the game, to be honest. <laughs> Never mind the half. We see Andre Gomez. Um, well, he, he he connects well with it, but he probably should have scored. Well, he should have scored and. He pretty much misses a header from a few yards out, but was it a miss or was it Allison just being a big, beautiful bastard? Yeah, I think he's just a big, beautiful bastard guy. I mean, I, I watched this many times and everybody's saying, look, if he, if he hits the target, like in a corner, he scores. But Allison's going to the corner he should be aiming for. You know, there's a def- I'm pretty sure if I remember right, there's the defender covering the post. Like go to go back across to Trent, him. I think. Defender yeah. yeah, I think Trent's there in the way, so he can't go that way. So if he the corner everybody's telling him to go to, Allison's diving that way already. He's just so big, um, which is incredible. I mean, this is why we spent so much money on him. Um I mean, I I was a massive Carrius fan, but Carrius isn't saving that. You know, it's just it's just that posing like posing impact that he has in the goal. Very, very Schmeichel-esque, shall we say. You know, he's just an imposing figure. Um, I, I don't think Gomez could do it much. I mean, I mean, you could argue, okay, let's tell him to put it high. Um, but puts it high and goes over the bar. You know, people are slating him for, for missing a sitter. Um, I, I don't think he could do much more there. Um, and obviously, I'll just quickly touch on it. Like, Gomez and Trent, you know, getting to the... Just making an instant to get the ball off the line. And I think it ended up going wide for a corner, did it? Yeah, um, Sigurdsson can't. I mean, just, double kick just it, yeah. incredible. I mean, it's. I, I think it sums up how good we are defensively this season and the, or that, that back four, back five, um, why they need to be together like regularly. You know, it, it, it shouldn't change. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Jason, I mean, your thoughts on Alisson altogether and, well, let's, let's add Joe Gomez in there because, well, he played just as an important role in clearing it off the line. Well, so with uh, with, with with our big goalkeeper, Alisson, he is, he is a big, beautiful man. Um, I don't think that there's a better goalkeeper in the world for the way we want to play. Um, you know, there may be a better goalkeeper, but... Um, in some aspects, but just for the combination of his size, his imposing uh, figure, he dominates his area. His distribution is usually great. He, and in the shot stopping is, is amazing. Um, yeah, I, he's, he's awesome. Um, 
it couldn't have asked for a better save, I don't think. And and the the finish, it was really what else could Everton fans have asked Gomez to do? Their Gomez to do. I mean, it was it was <laughs> quick. He, he didn't have a lot of time to make a decision. Uh, just yeah, and, and just our that big alley got to it, and that's awesome. Uh, and as far as Joe, um, uh, yeah, I, to be honest, before the season, uh, I wanted a new center back. I wanted us to go spend a bunch of money on a right-sided center back to play yeah. next to Virgil. Um, I, you know, I wanted Yari Mina. Um, I, I thought he would have been a great addition. Uh, could you imagine those two standing in front of Allison? Uh, just from a physical, the tallest backline in the world. <laughs> I mean, and then oh yeah, let's put Fabinho in front of them at, at six three. Uh, Good God, would have been. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? That's Tony Pulis's uh, wet dream. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> so true. Um, so I, I'm. I've. I've been completely stunned by Gomez's Argo Joe's progress this year and how good he's been and how electric fast he is and just his composure. He doesn't play like a, is he 21, 22 now? Something like that. Um, I think he's still 21 if I remember correctly. Yeah. It's just, he's before this year, he had like one start at center back for us, maybe two Mm. um, in a competitive uh, senior team game. Uh, And to see what he's done, um, like if I was Matip or Lovren, I'd probably be thinking about really. I only have a few years of playing left. I might want to go somewhere where I can play regularly. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, That's, but you know you're right. I mean, do you know that most of like? Let's be honest. All of us with Joe Goins last year didn't see this coming because no. at, at right back it looked like he couldn't read a game. Like he was always caught in behind. There was always a man drifting away from very comfortably. Um, mm-hmm. And this season, he's a seasoned pro. Um, I, I, and I, like Virgil gets all the credit, and nobody loves Virgil Van Dijk more than myself. Um, but Gomez has been our best centre back this season. Um, I even think he's bailed out Van Dijk a couple of times. You know, just with his pace getting in behind. Although Van Dijk's, you know, recovery pace has, has always been there as well. But at centre half, I, I don't, I can't remember a single mistake that Gomez has made. No, I can't. I can't. No, I'm sure there has been one, but I can't think of like that glaring error that we've seen over the years from the other people that have played right side of center back for us, for sure. Yeah, it's just it's just remarkable. I mean, as I said, I mean, I, I personally, I mean, I, I not at any great level, so let's not take this into consideration. But I played centre half and fullback, and personally, didn't think there was much difference in between them, unless you you know like a proper attacking. Like fullback, like I don't see Trent being able to do it because he's so attack-minded. Um, uh, but but Gomez last season, just I don't know how many times like he got caught out with just a player drifting away from him or just silly movement, but easy movement. It wasn't even you know clever runs yeah. from the forwards. And I I was the same as yourself, Jason. I wanted a centre half, um, and Gomez to be like the cup centre back. The I didn't want him to play fullback anymore. If he was going to be a centre back for us, I didn't want him to play fullback anymore. I wanted him to take all his time playing centre-back, so he could be, if we got another experienced centre-half in, and a good one, so you had one day, Gomez could have played either centre-back roles in cup games and, like, Burnley-esque, you know, midweek, where you can afford to rest a player 
um, and bring on his development. This should have been a developmental year for him. But he's turning out to be the most important player in that back four this week, this season. Um, I mean, besides Van Dijk, who's who's clearly the leader. Let's like I'll take that. Obviously, yeah, yeah. he's been pivotal to to Gomez being good. But um, Gomez just looks like a man now. Um, and he's stature, and I think it's going unnoticed by a lot of teams in the Premier League and a lot of fans. Um, I mean, out with our own because obviously we watch ourselves so detailed. I think Van Dijk's getting all the plaudits and. You know, rightly so, because he is so good. But I think Gomez really is being the, the centre-back of the se- season. Pardon me. Well, the thing is, Ali, I, I obviously do Reds Review, where we give out a player of the month. Joe Gomez has won it twice for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's um, just it's mental. I mean, I think, as we say, like, Van Dijk will get the plaudits, and all the stats are going about, like, Van Dijk's how many clean sheets we've kept for him and the team and him starting. But he, he's not keeping these on his own. And... and like, I'm not wanting Lovren bash, right? Lovren has improved greatly since Van Dijk come in. Um, but Gomez, you know, still looks the more mature player, still looks the more calm player, and the team still looks calmer with him in it. Um, and as I say, he's he, he would be so far my arguably my player of the season. Um mm-hmm. if it does if it doesn't go to Robertson. Um and I think that tells you a lot about our team, unfortunately, that two defenders are getting, you know, the bulk of the plaudits. But I just, True. I, I, just I don't think we can underestimate how important Joe Gomez is to us. And and I think Wednesday was proved a lot about that. Um, that you, you split up that partnership and, and we do look a bit frail. Yeah, and he adds so much on the ball as well, doesn't he? <clears throat> well, yeah, well, that's it. I mean, I think obviously that season, maybe at right back last season helped him as well you know, for the attacking side of the game and the passing and maybe the composure. But I think when he came in, a lot of a lot of guys, especially a lot of the guys in Anfield Index had, who had watched any of them, had said he was like a, a ball-playing centre-half. So if you've got two balls... Because let's be... Van Dijk is a centre-forward playing at centre-back. Um, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I'm talking like Scottish football, but I watched Van Dijk run from centre-half to the 18-yard box, beating five players. Um, like, centre-halves can't do that. Like guy, I had you on, and we we spoke on my eleven pieces of me, and we spoke about Agar. You know, yeah. Van Dyke's Agar times two. You know, he's just he's a special talent, and and Gomez is right there with him, and I think that's that's very damning considering he's twenty one year old. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, he just, I just love them both, and I think I'm as shocked as anyone that he's actually turned out this good. But we'll move on from Joe Gomez because I don't we've. Li- I don't want to go an extra half an hour because we could, and it'd be easy uh, to do so. But we might as well talk about one of our forwards or attacking midfielders, however you'd however you'd qualify it. But um, uh, Jason, I'll come with you. Come to you on this. Um, we see Shakiri uh, get a one-on-one chance, and well, in the agenda, I've put T Rex save it. But we Pickford saved it. Um, how how do you think Shakiri did yesterday? I think it was probably one of his quieter games. And I've also put in: Is Pickford actually any good? Um, Pickford's okay. Um, he's he's probably around, you know, above average, average to above average Premier League goalie. Yeah. Um, so you know he's good, but he's he's definitely a class or two down from. De Gea and Allison uh, and even Ederson, I think. 
but he's a good keeper. He's perfect for Everton, probably, uh, in the way that they want to play. So um, in that sense, he's, he's really good. Uh, Shakiri, um, which I was surprised but really excited when we signed him uh, this, this summer. And I, uh, it was one of his quieter games. Uh, but he's going to have games like that. Not everybody can be uh, a 10 out of 10, a 9 out of 10 every week. So, um, you know, I fully expect him the next time he plays, I wouldn't be surprised to be smashed two in and got three assists, you know, because he's that kind of player. Mm. Um, he's, I think he's going to be streaky uh, for us. So we're going to have some bad games and some, or some mediocre games and some good games. But when he's good, he's awfully good. Um, and so we just um, got to hope that um, he continues to gel with the other guys in the front uh, for now, I guess, um, and and probably um, we need Bobby to play a little better more than we need Shakiri to play a little better, to be honest with you. Oh, don't worry. We'll, we'll get to Bobby. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But uh, Ali, what, what's your thoughts on Shakiri overall then? Obviously, I think it's fair to say he's been pretty much what we kind of thought he would be this season. Very exciting, but he's been a bit patchy. Is this the start of his first, not bad patch, but inconsistent patch, possibly? <laughs> but yeah, I think look, we, we paid 12 million for him. Um, I think he's the type of player, you know, as Jason said, you're going to get really good games out of him. You're probably going to get a lot of quiet. I don't think you'll ever get a bad game. You'll get a quiet game and you'll get very, very Wijnaldum-esque games where he just goes missing. Um, but I think very unlikely that he'll go missing in, in a lot of games when he's playing because he's just that type of player. You might cut a frustrating figure sometimes because he's, he's trying stuff, but he's always going to be one of those, you know, when he has the, the, the poorer games. You, you can always see he's going to be trying for something to happen. Um, but it's, it's just exactly what you get for a 12 million signing. I mean, I wasn't excited to get him. I would have been a few years ago. Um, but as a squad player, and, and let's be, if, if Ox was fit, he wouldn't be getting as much game time. True. Um, or if so, he made, some, know, made that extra signing in the summer. Yeah, if, if Fekir had come through or we'd got somebody else, you know, his, his game time would have been less than what it is now. I mean, he's, he's, as he says, he's that player. He's the only player we've really got just now for unlocking, you know, those tight defences. Um, so I think it's just got to be a persistence with him. I mean, I think the chance that he has, he, he's he's got to score that. Um, I don't think it's a good save at all. Um, <laughs> he actually he makes it harder for himself, Shakiri. Uh, he basically closes down the angle for Pickford, and then hits it straight at him. Um, it's poor, but I mean, I, as you say, it was it was a quiet game. It wasn't a poor game from him. It was just a quiet game. Yeah. Um, and as Jason said, we'll have them. Um, and there's a chance that he plays on Wednesday. Um, the Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. Wednesday, and then and then probably scores a hat trick. You know, that's the if we can get if we can get a combined ten to twelve goals and assists this year out of Shakiri. You know, he's been a he's been a great signer for us, and we can't argue with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even if he continues with this trend where he has a, a 9 out of a 10 and then possibly, what, a 6 out of 10 yesterday? If, if that's if that's his range, as long as he doesn't drop a 1 out of 10, <laughs> it's, it's it's already it's already <laughs> worth the 13 million, isn't he? It's, it's, it, it's just no... I yeah. thought it was just a no-risk from the beginning, wasn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, as you say, like, I wasn't excited, but it was a no-brainer sign-in, isn't it? Like, you can't turn a player of Shakiri's like, elk. You know, when he's on his game, he's, he's, he's an incredible talent. 
And we've seen that against us many times, you know, just the way he played. He's he's like I mentioned the Sigurdsson type esque player. Shakiri's that, you know, but mm. but better because he is good enough for a, a higher team. He maybe thought his chance at a top club had gone, um, but he seems to have settled in very well with us. And as you say, if we can get there's 38 games in a season, if we can get six, you know, eight, nine out of tens, and the rest sitting between six and seven. The odd, maybe you know, everybody will have a bad off day, and you get a couple of three out of four, three or fours. Then you know, it's again, it's a no-brainer. It's Twelve million pound, um, one goal to win us a game. It's probably you know, a game we win one 0 Shakiri gets the winner. There's the money made up straight away yeah. in one game. So yeah, it's just just what you expect, isn't it? Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, but we'll move on from Shakiri and. Um... Uh, obviously, there's another Allison save. We couldn't go away without mentioning that. Uh, I think this was. I thought this was actually a better save, um, a more technical save than the uh, the first one where he saves at Wal- Walcott's feet. Um, where he, he, I think he just pretty much pushes on to Walcott, who puts it out for a goal kick. I, I thought it was brilliant. Again, I mean, last time we mentioned him, we kind of went on to talk about Joe Gomez, but Jason. Uh, you, you said you said he's 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 the perfect goalkeeper for us. I mean, he's just. He's already paying back the money, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Um, there's no doubt about it. And and so, in order to do to win the things we want to win, we have to have world class players. And he is. He is a absolutely world class uh, goalkeeper. And we are only going to continue to get better with him at the back. He is going to. Um, help us to progress and, and do the things that we want to do. Uh, I can't say enough. I mean, he's everything that we need a goalkeeper to do. He does well. Um, he's Virgil van Dyke in, in with gloves on basically. <laughs> so <laughs> um, it's super exciting. Uh, love. I've never, I was kind of a curious fan too. So I wanted him to stick around and do well and prove all the doubters wrong and all that kind of stuff. Um, which obviously is not going to Big Alley is the man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, um, Ali, I'll let you, I'll let you have a say on Alison because I know, you, I know you'll want to, but I mean, he is, he is paying the money back now. I know we've had, we've had the Chelsea game, the PSG game, which saved us from a tonking, let's be honest. And now he's had this game. He's, he's, he's had three brilliant games already, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But do you know what? Like, He's having games, they seem brilliant to us. And this is what makes him worth the money. He's not having brilliant games. He's having games that you expect from that level of goalkeeper. I I, I mentioned that a couple of times, and, and included, as much as I like Carries and it, same with Mignolet, David De Gea used to make saves that, you know, he wasn't expected to save. And we never, ever had a goalkeeper who did that. You know, like, the, the striker probably should score and the shot should go in. But, just every now and again, the goalkeeper, you know, pulls off, pulls off this save. And we never had that. And now we've got a goalkeeper who's who's doing that. That save, the first one. Um, and, and Guy, you said it right. This is a, the, the save on Walcott. It's a far more technical save, you know. He's off his line quick. He stays big. He makes the striker make the move, you know, try and go past him. And he just gets down so quick. Um, and then, obviously, he was excellent midweek at PSG. He's just... Such a big imposing figure, whilst being very nimble, agile, and good with his feet. We, Jason said it earlier on as well. There's, there's not a better keeper in the world who suits our play. 
Um, he's, he, for me, he's head and shoulders above Ederson. Um, and for me, there's only one keeper yeah. in the world better than him, and that's All Black, but he wouldn't suit our play. They're such a defensive team, such a compact unit. We don't play like that. So I don't know how he'd fit in for us. You know, He's going to be exposed at times. Um, he'll have a lot of the ball. And, and it's... T- made for Alisson. Alisson was made for us. We were made for us. You know, Klopp was made for Alisson. Um, and yesterday, I mean, no doubt we'll come on it, but the celebration with him when we score, oh, I God, think that yeah. tells you a lot, you know, <laughs> what Klopp sees in him. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I mean, unless you're an opposition fan, I don't know how you can't love Alisson. You know, I mean, he's big, he's beautiful, and he's great in goal. I mean, <laughs> carries, a two, carries a two out of three. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. But in like, I, I, you know, I want to know which one he did now. <laughs> Sorry, well, he, he wasn't great, unfortunately. Um. Uh, what I was going to say is for years, we've really lacked leaders, especially at the back. Um, and now we have two dominant personalities at the back. And we have Robbo, who is just, you know, exactly what you're going to get. And that's a type of leadership, too, as a guy who's going to show up and put in Scotland the hard yards as well. Every every game, um, so I think with those two guys at the back, Joe progressing the way he has, Trent, who is as talented a right back as as maybe that I've ever seen. Uh, so, and, and I've only been watching football for about twelve years now. So, bear with me on that one. Um, he's not the finished article yet, but he's he's awfully good. And uh, Robbo, who is just uh, consistent performer every week. I think we are in good shape for several years uh, at the back. So it's exciting times. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I've got to echo your Trent point there. He's the best, he's the best young right back in the world. I don't even have that great European football knowledge, but he just is. (laughs) Um, But we'll move on. We'll, we'll move on from this and we'll kind of move into the second half as well. But um, one of the, not a turning point, but what I saw in the second half, and Ali, I'll start with you, is how we just started to dominate the game, and I thought that mo- mainly stemmed from Fabinho. Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, I, I don't think he's, you know, he's had a lot of stick this season from pundits and even our own fan base for some reason. Um, but I think even in the bad game that everybody talks about he had, I still think he was better than everybody else who played that day. Um, yeah. just, Certainly the midfield. Yeah. I don't think he puts much wrong. I mean, just because he's not, you know, sprinting everywhere, but he's breaking up play so intelligently. But whilst he breaks up play, he starts going forward at the same time, and it's just something we've missed since the the mask Zabi type days. You know, where where mask had a helper as well. You know, mask would break up the play and give it to Alonso. Um, but Fabinho's doing it on his doing that on his own. You know, he's winning the ball and automatically he's he's looking forward. You know, he's getting players going. Um I just if this isn't just a run of games for him now, even if he has a bad game, you know, in the next month, we just need to stick to him. Um unless we've got four games in a week, you know, and you're going to rotate it slightly. Fabinho, that should be his position now, and we shouldn't be changing it. Very much like I said about the, the back five, Fabinho should be part of that and making it a back six, you know, with the goalkeeper, the four defenders, and Fabinho. That, that's what we should now start to build around. Whether he wants to keep Genie in there, that's fine. Get Naby in beside them, go back to the 4-3-3. Uh, I mean, you mentioned we'll come on to 
Firmino later. I mean, that, that this is going to be pivotal us and finding our attacking form from last season. Because whilst the defending is great, there's going to be a time where we can't get this 96-minute winner. Um, and this is where the frustration is coming from. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, Jason, your, your thoughts on Fabinho in, in the game yesterday? Uh, he's, he was excellent. Uh, he's exactly what, uh, I'll say it again, he's exactly what we needed in that position. Uh, if, uh, if like, like Ali just said, if he doesn't get a run of games at this point, you know, five, six, seven, eight games in a row, maybe with one of those, maybe not starting or coming off at 65 minutes just to keep him fresh. Uh, I get that. Uh, I would, I would be, I would be calling my agent and saying, Hey, is PSG still interested in me? You know, is because if he doesn't get a run of games now where he is so clearly um, better than our other options in that position, um, I don't know. I, I wouldn't stick around. Um, I know that for sure. And and the biggest thing now is, is you talked about that partnership with Mascherano and Alonso. Hopefully, Keita is the perfect foil for Fabinho um, with that driving, dribbling, uh, forward thinking, uh, passing range, all that kind of stuff. And we, w- we will hopefully start to see those two together. I'm hoping for Wednesday, uh, seeing them together uh, in a mm. two. Uh, since they both played a two for most of their careers, um, I'd, I'd love to see it. And it's Burnley; they're like what nineteenth in the league or something like that. Yeah, I mean, if they don't do, if Klopp doesn't do, it, then when is he going to do it? Uh, exactly. Guy, Guy mentioned earlier, I think, about Keita, maybe a bit too uh, Darby. You know, maybe not the right game. But personally, I yeah. think you know, if you if you're not going to perform well in the derby, you know, when are you going to perform well? But if you want to be settling, yeah, as you say, Burnley down on the luck, looking terrible. Um, you know, we shouldn't need to control the game much. It should be, you know, quite straightforward with the defence. You could probably leave Fabinho just exposed, like with the Van Dyke and Gomez. The fullbacks can get forward. Keita can be bursting. If, if we can't play that team, then I, I, I really worry about the two players going forward, whether they're going to have a long-term future. Yeah. Well, in, in this game, we're going to have 65% of the possession. Yeah. Um, and, and, and Fabinho is, is the best player we have at breaking up counterattacks. We have two extremely fast center backs. You're exactly right. We need to just dominate position and absolutely step on their throats. Get up by three goals in the first half, and then Fabinho can come off at 60 minutes so he's ready for the weekend. That's the perfect scenario. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, the more Fabinho plays, the better for me. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we haven't mentioned Everton in a while, and I'm not sure what commentary you had, Jason, but I'll ask Ali this because I imagine he had the Sky commentary the same as me. Um, uh, Andre Gomez, I think it's Andre. Andre Gomez uh, was getting a lot of love from the Sky commentary, but um, I think Fabinho actually got like a 5 out of 10 by the match report writing. It obviously wasn't Jamie Carrier who was doing that and stuff, but um, I, I, do you, did you see what they were seeing because I, I I thought he had a good first half, but second half he didn't really do much. Uh, no, I really did. I thought he was their best player, comfortably all game guy. Um, I thought everything good about Everton, he was pivotal to. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Carragher did give the ratings out. Being honest, <laughs> um, you know he's he's anti bias when it comes to Liverpool at times on TV is unreal. Um, 
But as far as ratings go, I mean, it's just embarrassing at times. Uh, I'm sure one of the main Liverpool podcast groups only gave him a six as well, Fabinho. Um, good God. Which was ridiculous. Um, but I, I, I really did think Gomez was really good. Um, and, and he has been good for, for most of the season. I mean, he's, again, it's to what do we define as good? Is it Everton good or Liverpool good? Um, whereas Fabinho was brilliant for us. Um, we, I, I, you compare him more to, like, say, Genie, who was very quiet, and Gomez, I say, probably performed better than Ronaldo. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. But I, I, no, I was, I was very impressed. I mean, I think it's a very, I think, I think Silva. I don't know if it was Silva or any of the players were in before Silva took over, but I think Everton made some very clever signings this season, um, especially for the, the way Silva likes to play. Um, I've been, as I, and I said this at start, I've been, been quite impressed with the way they played this season. And I was very impressed the way they, they tried to attack us. Because that first 20 minutes, half an hour, it was like a basketball game. You know, it was just back and forward. Um, and as you said, like once they got to halftime, you know, our midfield just kind of got a grip on the game. And and Fabinho was just head and shoulders um, above everyone and not just in height. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And Jason, I'll come out. We'll... we'll get through the agenda a bit quickly, but as I said, we'll bring Firmino back up. Um, he, he's, he's just not himself at the minute, is he? Yeah, you know, it, probably not. Um, but you got to think about all the chopping and changing and different midfield partners that our guys have had over the last couple of weeks. And it's, uh, it's going to be hard. Um, you know, it, it's got to be hard to find a rhythm and to understand who you're playing with, what their strengths are, things like that. So, um, at this point, our guys are in the team together and kind of um, figure out what needs to be done uh, or how to play together uh, and build that rhythm with one another. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, Ali, what what do you think the issue was for with for me? Or do you think it is that? Um, he doesn't really have a set role, or do you think it's something a bit deeper? I I, I don't know. I, I really don't. Um, I, I don't know if you heard it yesterday, Guy. Carragher was talking about him, and he said he looks like a new player in a new league. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to argue with that. It kind of looks out of sorts. You know, the touch isn't there at times. Um, the passing yesterday was awful. Um and just nothing seems to be clicking for him. I don't know if it's the change of roles. It's certainly not helping, you know, being deeper. Um, I mean, everything that was good about our attack last season, you know, Firmino was centre of it. And that was because he was further up the park. Um, obviously, he's a lot deeper this, this season. And when we do change to the three and he gets to go back up, he tends to be substituted quite after that because he's had a poor game before it. I just don't think he, he's suited to that deeper role anymore. He, he's kind of adjusted. But, I mean, we could persevere with him in that deeper role because that's kind of where he played at in Germany. Can't remember the team name. Hey, Hoffenheim. Hoffenheim. Um, yeah. Didn't he play as the, the second striker there? Yeah, he did. Um, yeah. For most of it. So maybe he's just taking time to adjust back. But I mean, that's been a fair few games now where I think he's only really had one good game this season. You know, where he's looked himself. Mm, um, 
Yeah. To, uh, no, I think Watford as well. He had a good game, didn't he? Did he score? Yeah, Watford. Watford yeah, 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 yeah. Tottenham. Yeah, was so a, Tottenham was ages ago. That doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't know. It's it's that conundrum. I mean, oh, I don't know, guy. It's just one of those we've 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 got our defence sorted so well, but it's kind of at the detriment to to our attacking force and and Firmino Firmino specifically. Um, and I mean, we're already hearing the shouts that we need to sign a a striker as such um, back, and it's kind of again we're getting to that stage where it's it's hard to argue with them um, because if this is the you know this is the setup now that we're going to have, maybe Firmino just doesn't suit this one. I don't know. Hmm. Um, I just think maybe he needs some time out, maybe a bit of rest, a um, couple of substitute appearances. Let him just let him find his mojo again. Um, let him enjoy football again. I mean, this is his first full season, no pre-season without Coutinho. You know, we knew how close they were. Um, I mean, Moreno's not really involved anymore. I mean, I, I know there's Brazilians there, but I mean, the, those three were so inseparable. Yeah, I hope that's. I hope that's not the case. <laughs> no, I, 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 I I'll definitely. It's got to affect him at some, in yeah, some way. Yeah, Um So maybe he's just taking time. Maybe just bringing him. Bringing him out the, the first team for you know we've got Burnley coming up and I think Bournemouth after yeah, that is it or the week yeah, after yeah. maybe yeah, yeah so I mean if we can't beat those team without from being on the team and maybe get him a rest and you know have him fit and firing for Napoli and I think we've got Man United coming up soon as well you know yep. if we can give him a couple of weeks rest and get him back for those games they mean more than if, if ours if bringing in Sturridge Origi changing teams about slightly, you know, even having Salah as the forward. If we're not being able to beat these two teams anyway, I mean, where is the progression in a way? You know, these are the teams that we need to be beating, regardless of, of who's playing. So maybe it just needs a little bit of rest, guy. I mean, World Cup, I know he didn't play in it, but still the travelling. He's obviously he's had two international duties. Um, it's just maybe all taking its toll and we, we expected so much from you know, the forwards last season, um, it's maybe just a shock to the system. We, with, with our changing system, it's just taken a lot of time to adjust. Yeah, we'll move on from uh, from that bit there, but good points made. Uh, we'll talk about the subs, and obviously uh, Origi came on and made such a big impact, but what did, what did you make of Origi coming on, Jason? All right, so yeah, uh, well... You know, honestly, I kind of forgot he was at the club until I saw the, the team sheet before the game. But uh, it, and and the mop haircut that was pretty impressive too, by the way. Um, <laughs> but no, he was he was actually very good once he came on. He there was a time when he spun his man, made a, a good run down the line. Uh, he was active. He also provides. Um, or at least he provided yesterday a little bit more of a physical presence, just a strength, uh, not uh, that that our other forwards typically don't. Because Mo, while he's very strong, he has, and of course he's great. He's not able to bully a center back, um, for lack of a better term. Uh, I feel like Bobby doesn't really do that. Mane doesn't do that either. And of course Shakiri's like five foot tall, so it's kind of hard for him to do that. Um, and I felt like Origi gave us a little bit of that when he came on. So I was, I was glad to see it. Um, you know, I don't know if he would be happy with just being a bench player at his age, but um, he, he, he may be something that can add, add to our squad for the rest of the season. 
Yeah, I think that, I think that's an interesting shout. I mean, there was rumours that we were willing to sell him in January. Uh, mm-hmm. It'd be interesting to see if that's actually changed now. But um, Ali, we started with it. We'll well, we won't finish with it. We'll we'll have a little word or two about Burnley. But I mean, that that goal. I mean, he missed pretty much an open goal just before it, and you think it was going to be one of them days. But I mean, how funny is that goal? <laughs> it's just incredible, isn't it? It's just the more and more I watch it, I, I didn't see it live. Um, unfortunately, I'd crashed my car, um, so I was just getting home to try and catch the end of the game. And then everybody keeps talking about it in one of my WhatsApp groups, and I was like, "What's going on?" And then the video I seen doesn't really show what's happened. So then I see the proper close-up over the camera go, and you see what Pickford does, and you know, just uh, uh, I forgot Origi played for us, guy. I thought he was on loan. <laughs> I, I would have been one of those if I was at home tweeting. I would have been tweeting, "Oh, Arigi, what you know? What's this doing for us?" I would have been one of those guys. You know, the football camera coming back to back to bite me, and that happens. And do you know what? Fair play to Arigi for following that up and being there because no one else did. I mean, Sturridge half-heartedly, and maybe that was because Arigi was in front of him. Um, but everyone in the pitch just stopped. I mean, Van Dijk was running back um, from his shot. Um, it was just, oh, what a moment. I mean, I would, I'm glad we won it that way rather than winning 5-0. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, Twitter today has been so much fun. Well, Everton Twitter especially. Um, it's the just only been bad magical. Thing, the only bad thing about that goal is I, I'm not sure how you can top it. <sighs> well, if David De Gea does it, I think it'll be up there as well. If he could do something similar. No, but I mean... <laughs> uh, <laughs> If, I mean, we got to top it against Everton. We had the Mane 94 minute, and then this 96. What's going to happen yeah. 98? It's, uh, I mean, Hopefully we can just get a 90-0 win. We get a goal a minute. <laughs> that, that, Let's that, go for that. Dude. Uh, that, just remarkable. I mean, I think, I mean, you, you mentioned Pickford earlier. I mean, look, you can't make a comment about Alisson, your rival goalkeeper. Making a mistake, which Alison will make again before the end of the season. I can guarantee it, and I'm I'm all for it. So don't let me change the way he plays, but just yep. shut your mouth. And unless you're the perfect goalkeeper, just shut up. That's two mistakes he's made in recent weeks now, where he gave the ball away from a from a goal kick. A few, I think it was West Ham, um, a few weeks ago, yeah, and they scored that. straight from it. You're like, oh, just just be quiet. You know, you're at that you know that position as well. It's such a a crucified position, you know, you're scrutinised so much um, as a goalkeeper. Don't don't take any unnecessary risks when you've got arms that are like smaller than most people's, like from elbow to hand. Um, <laughs> just just shush. I, I was surprised he got high enough to keep the ball in play. I, I didn't know he could touch the crossbar. I bet um, you wish he couldn't. Oh yeah, I mean, there's an Everton fan in our in our podcast group, and he he's literally removed himself from the group. Um, oh, that, that's to... lovely. That is... And I, I I didn't even be I wasn't even mean. I mean, you know, I was quite nice and quite supportive of him, um, but everybody else just ripped. Um, and oh, I posted that video, the one I get I sent you guys as well, and it's just magical. Imagine jumping over the crossbar to keep the ball in play for the ball then to hit the bar. You almost foul the attacker, the attacker who's been nowhere really since he got injured at Everton last season. Two seasons ago. Two seasons ago. Two seasons. Um, who's done nothing really for us. And he gets the winner in the Merseyside Derby. 
Wow, what what a light Divi Kree must have woke up this morning thinking he was Mo Salah last season. <laughs> it just <laughs> must be the most incredible feeling in the world. Oh, I, I hope he is. I hope he is. But, uh, but well, before we finish up, uh, I mean, we got to mention the Burnley game. I don't think there will be a preview, so I might as well mention it here. And Jason, we've kind of mentioned throughout a couple of the issues in the squad and, and stuff like that. I mean, you've got to rotate throughout a season. Don't don't go like 1-11 to 11 in terms of team, but is there any players that you expect to see maybe given a rest or brought in off the bench or whatever? What are your thoughts for Burnley? I think Jenny needs a rest, first of all. Um, he's really been played into the ground, and I want to see Kata play for him. Um, other than that, uh, I would like to see Sturridge play for one of the other four that started uh, this weekend. And just just for the same reason, just to give them a rest. I think we have eight games in December, um, which obviously one of them is complete now. So we've got seven games for the rest of the month. And I think if you would use Sturridge, um, just, just throwing it out there, say you let Sturridge start for Mo, Mo starts on the bench um this game and then kind of maybe bring Mo on at I don't know 65 or 70 or with clock probably mm. 89 minutes um <laughs> for, for Mane or Bobby that kind of allows you uh a good base for the rest of the month to uh have them play a majority of the minute so um so Kato in for Jenny and then Surridge in for one of the front four Bobby, Mo, Sadio—it doesn't really matter. Um, I think Shakiri probably starts uh, again, but um, I think there's rumours. I think there's rumours Mane is going to be missing it actually as well, so that might make sense. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. I hadn't heard that, um, but I think that uh, that would be a great opportunity. Wednesday is a great opportunity to rotate a couple of positions, get some guys some minutes, and still. Uh, be, have have our normal starters fresh, so um, that's what I would like to see. Cool. And Ali, any anything you'd add to that, or anyone you'd add to that? Yeah, I I, I don't. I think if we can't start Origi on Wednesday, I don't know when we can start him. Um, he's on oh. such a high, you know. He, if he's got if he's going to have any confidence whatsoever, and you think you're going to get a, you know a good shift and a and a positive performance, you know, perfect after that. Um, I would start Origi and Sturridge um, drop for Mino. And, and if you're saying Manny's missing as well, Guy, um, you can easily put Shakira wide, have um, Salah wide, have Sturridge sitting in behind Origi, perhaps, you know, with the two of them just interchanging. Because we know Origi can go wide as well. Shakira can come into the centre. Yeah. Bit of a fluent. And obviously, then start, you, again, you think you've got to start Keita. If you can try and get Keita and Fab, Fabinho in a two there, Give Genie a rest, who's played a lot of games this season as well. Um, again, we're, I know you don't want to make too many changes, but if you can make three changes against Burnley, if you can't make three changes against Burnley, sorry. Again, what? When can we? Yeah, uh, pretty much never. I mean, there must yeah. be the worst in yeah. worst team form wise in in the Premier League. I mean, uh, I think Origi has to be a starter. I know, I, I know Jason's talking about Sturridge, but I'd have Origi in before Sturridge in this game. Not because he's a better player, because we know Sturridge is a better player, but just purely on the confidence factor that he, he has to have just now. If he can't start this game again, when do we play him? Like, what used to we have for Origi going forward? Um, because he's never been known as this great impact player off the bench. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think so, I think it'd be quite cool to reunite that two up front with with for me well, uh, with yeah. uh, Sturridge and Origi, who obviously started a six-one win against Southampton so many years ago. Uh, but so, yeah, I think it'd be kind just of cool. In fairness, in fairness, I didn't even think about playing like a four-four-two, basically, yeah. which is what you would be doing with the two of them. And but against yeah. Burnley, where, where we're going to have 70 percent of possession, why not? Absolutely. <laughs> Because it'll more or less turn into a four-two-four, you know, or a four-one, four-one-one-four, really. Because you'd imagine Kate yeah. will be quite far forward. Fabinho, as I said earlier on, you could leave basically Fabinho at the back with Van Dijk and Gomez. Um, you know, Van Dijk and It'd Gomez are quick enough, and then have the fullbacks because you would, if you can bring everyone more centre on, you can have fullbacks bombing down. It just it would look like a proper, you know, like everybody takes it in a mic, but like a typical FIFA formation sort of thing, you know, where you've just got yeah. fullbacks bombing <laughs> forward, you've got strikers proper movement, you know, interchanging all the time. Um Kata like causing that, that Gerard type esque runs from mm-hmm. midfield. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, look, if you can't do it in this game and we can't get an attacking prowess back, it, it's a concern going forward. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Start them all. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Start all the strikers. <laughs> uh, I think that's the perfect Dijk way. Up front. That's oh, it. my God, no. That's the answer. No, we need there him in defence. <laughs> like, even Matip and Lovren could keep a clean sheet in this game. Uh, d- mm. No. no. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you not remember the last time they played against Burnley? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Like, edit that bit out, guy, please. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm leaving it. In. Uh, <laughs> but we'll, we'll finish up there. And we'll come to our plugs. Uh, Ali, anything you want to plug? Um, just my... I was on the Weekend Review show on Man in the Post, so if you check us out on Twitter um, and listen to my Scottish dulcet tones over there, um, and that's pretty much it from me. Cool. And Jason, anything you've been on? Uh, no, actually I haven't. And the awesome guys at the USA podcast did one without me, but that's okay. I still love them. Traders. They're still my friends. Traders, that's right. Um, but no, just <clears throat> if you get a chance, if you're not a subscriber to AI Pro, uh, please subscribe. The content is outstanding. I literally listen to a different podcast pretty much every day, and there's different stuff and different formats and stuff like that. It's just great, It's especially if you have a long commute to work or to take your kids to soccer practice like I do. Um, <laughs> it's perfect, so get on that. Yeah, I echo that. Like The Anfield Index stuff, just there's something for everyone, even if you're not a Liverpool fan. I mean, I don't know why you'd be listening to this, this podcast if you're not, but... but the, there's so much on there. Um, just just have a look about and the the Discord stuff. Um, I've just I've just joined today and caught up on it, but it's it's a no brainer for somebody. Just you know, get involved. Yep. I didn't even pay Ali to say that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll finish up there. Thanks for joining me, you two, and thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Let's get ready to rumble. Y'all ready for this? Sports Social Podcast Network.